Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burrell, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Riley McConnell. Riley, what's up? How's it going? Oh, it's going well, man. I still feel good about this team. I feel good about myself, too. Got mm-hmm. uh, It's baseball night, you know. Got uh, some softball tonight. And yeah. I mean, I don't want to give too, away too many of my secrets, but, um, you know, do you know how I prepare for mixed league softball? Let's hear it. <laughs> How to be. All right, let's let's go. You're preparing for the beer inning already. I love it. That's right. You know, Riley, I was able to watch these first two games of the series, and things were going really well. You know, we got back-to-back shutouts in game one and game two. Stripling did his thing. Alec Manoa was doing his thing. The bullpen looked pretty good. So I thought I was in the clear to take the afternoon off. I figured Yusei Kikuchi is going to keep this game rolling. Things are going to be great. So I went to the golf course this afternoon, and boy... Was I wrong? Uh, things fell kind of fell apart in game three here today. So if you want to blame uh, somebody for Kikuchi's poor start, you can blame me. Well, uh, what what did you shoot? What's your handicap? Oh, I'd, I'd rather not admit that on air. It's not good. Let's get into That's the uh, let's get into the baseball game, shall we? Game one of the Sounds series, good. the Jays won eight nothing. Uh, Ross Stripling got his first start in a month with five shutout innings. Julian Merriweather, Trevor Richards, uh, Trent Thornton, and the um, Gage with the new prospect called up with uh, four innings with only one walk, one hit, and four strikeouts. We had home runs from opposite field home runs from Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and Santiago Espinal in this one. Game two, the Blue Jays pitched another shutout this time. Seven nothing. Alec Manoa had gave up nine base runners, but none of them scored. He was able to work out a damage and hitless relief from Jordan Romano, Jimmy Garcia, and David Phelps. Four hits in this one from Alejandro Kirk and another three from Santiago Espinal. So that's great to see. And game three, the one that happened on YouTube this afternoon, uh, the Jay shutout streak ended at 19 innings as the Royals won this one eight to four. Yusei Kikuchi only got two outs, gave up two hits and three walks in this one. Yikes. Uh, Zach Collins freshly called up and Ryan Tapia went deep in this one. So after the series, the Jays did win it. They got up to 33 and 23. We're seven and a half games back in the AL East behind the Yankees and still in the top wild card position. So not too bad. Kind of taking care of business against the Royals. Honestly, Jesse, you do have to feel good about this. I mean, eight runs and seven runs. That's what we, we're talking about. I mean, we're, I'm kind of greedy with, oh, we got to get double-digit runs. But eight and seven runs is just as good, man. Mm-hmm. We had plentiful offense. And today, yeah, let's just say, like, it wasn't the Yusei Kikuchi. I think the last time I talked about Yusei Kikuchi, I was pretty high up on him. So he was almost due for a bad start. We're certainly not using him as our ace. Right. Um but I imagine he's going to bounce back. This is a, a zero out of 10 uh, from a w- one to 10 scale on concern. Um, I'm sure that, you know, it's just a bad start. He got hit around by a bad team. You know what? That happens, man. Yeah, we will touch more on Yusei Kikuchi when you get to our thumbs up, thumbs down here. But let's start on a good vibe. We're feeling good. The Blue Jays got another series win. Let's go into all things good right now. And Riley, do you want to take the first one? Who gets you a first thumbs up? At the oh, Oh, man. I mean, all things good. Let's talk about a guy who has done nothing wrong in, you know, the last few weeks, let's say. That's Alejandro Kirk, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy just is – we gave him crap early because he wasn't hitting it out of the park. Yeah. Then he hit it out of the park. And yeah. we're like, oh, my God, like, you know, not complain about that. And then if you throw in a game where he gets four singles – like, I'm totally okay with that. His defense is, is still fine. He's catching specific pitchers. It seems like the way that Montoya yes. is using him, which I am yes. fine which I'm fine with. We've seen a lot of men seen the Jays do that with back when it was Navarro and Russell, when he caught mm-hmm. Burley, um, things like that. I like the, that use of a tandem. Um, but, yeah, as far as Kirk's plate appearances go, like, there's, there's not a hotter bat in the American League right now. And I will make that even with Judge out there hitting the numbers he has, 
Kirk has been just so good. Yeah, it, Alejandro Kirk didn't even play in game three of this series, and he still was on base six times. He had a four-hit game in uh, game two of this series. And I was really rooting for him in that final at-bat there. Like, try to go five for five. Like, let's go. Who's the last Blue Jays catcher to go five for five? Like, do you can you even guess? Has a Blue Jays catcher even done that? I don't even I know. Mean, I mean, I think maybe Ernie Witt maybe had, maybe. you know, pr- maybe two hits and two walks in a game. <laughs> yeah. But- Nothing like what Kirk's doing, man. I mean, he has the offensive um, mindset. I mean, he goes up to the plate, and I really feel like, you know, there's no way this guy's striking out. Like, he's going to make contact. He's going to stay in there. He's going to be a pesky bat. And if he makes poor contact, he might just loft it over the second baseman's head. He is a guy you want up to the plate. I would actually, you know what, love to see him bat higher in this batting yes. order yes, um, so to get up for these guys. You know, and I know that's not the traditional thing to have a guy like Kirk batting there, but honestly, he's earned a spot, man. Yeah, not only has Alejandro Kirk been on a tear and is more than likely going to be an all-star this year behind the plate, which is quite great. He's got a real shot, too, of winning American League Player of the Week with how much he's been playing. So I'd kind of throw it on a bone. I think he might actually win that award, which would be quite good. Not only that, though, like we talked about how Kirk wasn't like pulling the ball for much power, and he is now. He also leads this team in infield hits. So Alejandro Kirk, the guy with probably the lowest sprint speed on this team, is still beating out all these singles and stuff to get through. So thumbs up to you, Alejandro Kirk. Love to see it. And uh, yeah, I want you in the lineup more and more and more and more. Who's your next? Who's your guy, Jesse? I mean, I got I got Kirk. You got a, again a plentiful group of guys to choose from. We did score fifteen runs in the first mm-hmm. two games. Any takeaways from that? So you know who else has really been turning it around a lot lately? Who's that, Jesse? Your third baseman, Matt Chapman. Now he's only got a uh, one home run over the last three weeks, but over the last three weeks he's hitting over three hundred. His WRC plus is over one thirty four, and he's only chasing at nineteen percent of the pitches, so nineteen percent chase rate. The bat is really coming around from Matt Chapman, and we've talked on episodes before how he's got a career high hard hit rate, and the ball just keeps kind of soaring off his bat. Have how many times he's flown out to the warning track so far this year, season two, like. I know we've been really high on Matt Chapman on this show specifically, especially coming into the year, but there are real signs here that that bat is coming around and that Matt Chapman is going to soar and he's due for a second, uh, like a huge second half here. Like I'm pretty sure I already told you to make sure you buy him in your fantasy league and I double down, keep doing it. Matt Chapman is going to get on a heater here very soon. I mean, it might be more my fault than anything, Jesse, that we do discuss a lot of Matt Chapman. Um, You know, that's mainly, and we got the, we got him. I was hyped. Yes, he did not perform in the first month of the year. I will admit that. Um, The numbers now look amazing. If you just do a little snippet Mm -hmm. um, to, you know, divide those numbers. Yeah, Matt Chapman looks really good up there, man. The hard hit ball rate. I mean... If you take in consideration, if you actually watch the games to see what his at-bats are, he he really is swinging for the fences, man, but he's not chasing those. Matt Chapman is a Blue Jay who takes his walks. Yeah. It seems more often than not that if anyone's got a walk in a game, if anyone's taking a pitch, it's Matt Chapman. And I mm-hmm. love that about that him. Yeah. And, you know, he's a, he's a smart hitter, but he's a power hitter in a way. Like, he's going to strike out. That's something that happens. Also... Again, why he's on this team, why he's a third baseman, why he is a platinum glove winner, which is back-to-back gold gloves, is because of his defense. He is one of the biggest defensive plus in all of baseball in any infield position, man. Like, to have him playing third base for us with the pitchers we have, and he's done so good, man. Yes, he has made a couple errors. I think they were in consecutive games yeah, almost. Yeah, against the Rays. 
Yeah, other than that, like he's been so he's so good defensively, man. And the power is just an excellent plus. Just fits in so well with this organization. Yeah, you look at Matt Chapman's defensive numbers. Now they have taken a step back a little bit. So he's not best in baseball anymore, but he's still very, very, very good. And they put up a stat on the broadcast today that Matt Chapman's um, arm strength going from third base is the fastest in baseball for major league third baseman. So he gets that ball across the diamond quicker than anybody else. So I don't think we're too worried, even though the numbers have gone down a little bit. Matt Chapman's still very good on defense. He still adds a lot to his value. So, again, thumbs up to you, Mr. Matt Chapman. Love to see that. Uh, Riley, another thumbs up. Like you said, you scored 15 runs. Who's getting it this time? I mean, you got to give it to a guy who maybe didn't uh, perform like the guys we were just talking about. But, I mean, it's still – I want to talk about Santiago Espinal. This is a guy who, uh, you know, was a late addition and last – Year's team, never really an MLB experienced guy, has really earned a spot with this team. And he is truly an X factor. When he plays well, it seems that we are winning ball games. I know it was last year, it was when George Springer was in the lineup. And yes, that's for sure. George Springer is a great hitter, he's a great defender. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like when Espinal's in the lineup, he's getting hits or he's making a good defensive play. Um, for a guy of his pedigree, his caliber, it's amazing, dude. This guy is for sure like he's got to be an all star this year. He's, yeah, he's really? got, had a, has a home run. He has a home run, multiple hit or multiple hits in the series. I think he had uh, four. I don't know the number right off the top, but and you expect you can expect that every series, man. Like you just know, like. I don't know about you, Jesse, but there are certain guys. Obviously, you feel good when Vlad's coming up. You, now you're feeling good when Kirk's coming up. And yep. I feel the same when Espinal's coming up. Like, he might not do it like a four-hit game, game like Kirk, but he is doing it at a very consistent level throughout this year. Yeah, and it's good to see some power, too. He's now got five home runs on the year, which, what, he had two all of last year, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, we're still in the early weeks of June here. And um, when Isaac was on the show last week, he talked about how Espinal just really feels like he's been the team MVP right now. I know Joe Sittle said, Ross Stripling is the team MVP so far, but I would really go out on a bone and say Santiago Espinal is their team MVP. He just strengthens his lineup. I don't know if the ceiling is incredibly high. Like we're not getting a 40 home run season out of him. You know, he may not hit 330 or whatever, but he's going to provide you with what? A 280 batting average. He'll hit you 15, 20 home runs. Like he is not a down in this lineup and he's been a key. And in fact, like you said, he is tied with Alejandro Kirk for the team lead in Vandras war right now. So hell of a season for you, Santiago Espinal. Love, love to see it. You know what? I'll take a little bit of my MLB fan base and I'll take away from Toronto for a second and just step into the world of MLB. Do you know who Espinal would fit really well with based on his his stats, his parentheses, everything like that? I'm all ears. Tell me. Oakland Athletics, man. (laughs) That guy is just a plus player. He doesn't cost us a lot of money, but he gets us wins, dude. We have to get you an Oakland Athletics jersey here, man. Like, come on. uh, Yeah. um, (laughs) Get me... uh, Eric Chavez, extra large. There you go. That'll work. Uh, from the positives to the negatives, we did touch on it earlier. We did want to talk more about Yusei Kikuchi here. Now, this is what your life is going to be with a fifth starter, right? He kind of struggled early in the year. He put on some good real stretches there, including a one-hit game against his old team, the Seattle Mariners. And then he comes in here. The Jays are kind of rolling. We're expecting big things. And after striking out the first batter of the game, Yusei Kikuchi goes walk, walk, double, walk, single, and he's out of the game before you know it, um, only getting the two outs, both via strikeouts. So, I don't know. I don't know what to make about Yusei Kikuchi. This is kind of what you're going to get. Um, I, there was a quote from Charlie Montoyo after the game that just said he was disappointed with how he performed here today. And uh, 
and you can you can really blame him. All I want to say though is, um, I my Yusei Kikuchi jersey just came in, and if this is the first start that's going to happen after I get a Yusei Kikuchi jersey, yikes! Um, maybe I'll wear it on the episode next time or for his next start to hope it turns it around here for him. I hope so, man, because I I wouldn't burn a, something that costs over you know twenty five dollars, and I'm sure that cost you a bit more than twenty five dollars. Yeah. And see, I bought my Chapman jersey, which is the mm-hmm. shirt jersey, and now he's playing exceptional. Um, so yeah, he'll pick it up, dude. Honestly, yeah. Pitching is weird. You and I never pitched, really. You're bound to have a bad start. Mm-hmm. And this maybe this was it. You get hit around by a bad team. It just sucks that he didn't get out of the first. I really hate that for him. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's tough, dude. That must mess with your mojo, must mess with your morale. But when you – I mean, he walked, walked four batters. Uh, in, in 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 his in his workload, which was very small, and that should never happen. I mean, he knows how he he'll know how to bounce back and retool from this. It's just it's just like you know what your dad's used to say, or my dad used to say. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. There you go. Yeah. That, no, that's I will, how I feel. I will point out when Kikuchi was rolling and he had those good starts, the walk rate was still quite high. I think he had at least two walks in every game, except for maybe there was one he had no walks, maybe one he had one, but. Uh, the walks were still quite elevated, so it was tough to see. And you got to think, Kansas City was just due for some positive regression after being shut out the first two games. So Kikuchi, unfortunately, had to take the brunt of that. And another guy who had to take the brunt of that game was uh, our middle relief pitcher, Trevor Richards. We haven't really talked about him a lot so far this season. Um, in 24 innings pitched this year, he has a 4880 RA, but his FIP is much higher. It's in the 5-6 range. And a career-high walk rate for Trevor Richards so far. And plus, in only his 24 innings, he's given up six home runs, which seems like a lot. Now, I will say, last year, when we acquired Trevor Richards, him and Adam Simber were part of the duo that really stabilized the bullpen for this team. So the bullpen really turned around once Trevor Richards got here. So I don't want to give him too much slack, but he's very much on like the back end of this bullpen now. And like, I don't think he's going to get much time in high leverage unless like Montoya is really due for bullpen arms here. And I don't know if he continues to pitch like this. Are we certain that Trevor Richards is a lot to be on the bullpen on this team? No, not a chance, man. When you had Mark Gage come up and, and pitch some quality innings for us, mm-hmm. um, and you got Merriweather back, who looks okay. And, and I, I know you were worried about Julian Merriweather, but he's starting to look a bit better. Um, and and I don't think Garcia's going anywhere. So then there, there's some right-handed arms. So then where do you put Trevor Richards from there? I mean, it's it, it's not it's, – it's hurting us to have him right now and using him in, in these situations, which, I mean, I consider to be like – not high leverage. I mean, he was used as a mop-up role, yeah. and he was just mopping with mud and really tarnished the game from there, right? And it's hard to see. But, um, I mean, I don't think that um, – I don't think we, um, you know, waver him, um, you know, too early. I think it will take one more bad outing for that to happen because, trust me, there's a lot of hungry, ready, and waiting pitchers uh, for this team, man. And, you know, we're chocked full of bullpen arms down – and not in AAA. There's no question about that. Um, that could, you know, easily take Richards's role. We need the last year's version where he was, you know, our first middle relief guy, where he would take the seventh or in a in a non-save situation the eighth. Like that's something we need him for. Yeah, I think Richards is still going to get an extended run, probably for at least a few more weeks, even if he is still pitching bad, because his main competition is what Trent Thornton right now, Thomas Hatch down in Buffalo. You know, we don't have Kirby Snead down there anymore, so. I haven't really looked at the buys and stats in a while. I don't know if there is a reliever that's really knocking down the door, but unless we acquire someone at the trade deadline, maybe that'll be the move. We get Trevor Richards off this roster, but until then I think a spot's safe. We just kind of need him to pitch better. Honestly. 
And it will or it won't happen, Jesse. That's yeah. that's pitching. That's relief pitchers. Mm-hmm. You like you got pit one year you could have a, a two eighty two ERA. The next year you could have a five eighty two ERA. It just it's weird the way baseball works, man. No, absolutely. We got another thumbs down here. Now this kind of ties into our news and notes. Uh, we got to talk about Danny Jansen, who's now on the IL, and uh, Zach Collins was called up in his place, and Nate Pearson was transferred to the sixty day IL in his absence. But we just want to talk about how much this kind of sucks for Danny Jansen. Yeah. We've talked about the season he has been having and how his power has been real and how he's been pulling the ball in the air with a career high fly ball rate but man this sucks when he first got injured there he got hit by a pitch i believe it was in the hand and yep. uh, you know it didn't seem like it was anything that bad but they took it for x-rays just in case and he's got an injury on his pinky finger of all places for goodness sake so trip to the 10-day il for danny jansen i hope it's not that long i hope it's just a minimum 10 days and then he'll be back on the field here but this kind of sucks in the meantime they didn't call up Gabriel Moreno, which I'm sure we can touch on if you'd like, but Alejandro Kirk's only going to catch, what, two days a week, and the rest is going to go to Zach Collins again. So, oh. Jesse, remember when I said that there should be no trades for our catchers, and now there's a situation. So now I'll yeah. tell you what, Jesse, because I don't like rushing prospects, especially yeah. ones – of the caliber of Moreno. There's 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 no question about that. I don't want to pollute a player by roughing him up for him hitting 126 in, you know, a stint where he feels like he has no confidence at the plate and then send it back down to AAA and his stats diminish by even more so if he's hitting 370 and then he goes back down to 320. That's a that's a 50 point average margin. Yeah. You know, I like Gabby down there for now, but if there's a chance to call him up, I take that chance for now because we're 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 fighting for wild card as of right now. Obviously, we're one third through the year. We're second in our division. We're fighting with a tough Yankees team right now. Mm-hmm. The wild card spot is 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 on our plate right now. Like that's 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 our entree. We're still looking for dessert, which is the pennant for the East. And you know what? If Moreno can get us there then by all means, give him his cup of coffee and and bring him up if that's what it takes. Because if if Jansen's going to be out more than two weeks, then yeah, I say bring him up. Yeah, my thought process on uh, Gabriel Moreno was I think the Blue Jays are waiting to have him have a real opportunity to catch and to stay behind the plate and to really go. Um, and I thought this was the perfect time because, like we said, Kirk's only going to catch two days a week maybe, right? And they could really throw Gabriel Moreno behind the plate for the rest of it. But maybe they just want to see more from him in Buffalo. Um, maybe they're concerned that he only has one home run for the Bison. So maybe they want to see more of that. Um, I want to give you the quote that Ross Atkins said about Gabriel Moreno when he was asked about this. He says, quote, Gabriel has been awesome. He's continued to improve. He's in a really good spot and he's very much in the mix for us. So is that just general manager mumbo jumbo? Or do you think they really can, like thought about bringing Gabriel Moreno up here and just decided it wasn't time? Or what's your take on that? I don't like the word when you throw in the mix. Like if, if I'm to say like, hey, Jesse, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take some buddies to to a baseball game you're in the mix though yeah i mean like that just that it's an empty it's a it's an empty promise for me which i think is kind of silly because you're dealing with one of the best prospects in all of baseball empty promises is a little bit bs Mm -hmm. um for me uh don't play with this kid because he's going to be the real deal um if they want to work him out at the plate get his power numbers up then sure then say that or if you want to get his defense a little bit better sure then say that don't don't you know don't tiptoe through the tulips there, Atkinson. You know, say what's on your mind. I hate 
I hate front offices for doing stuff like that. I'm a player's guy. I'm a manager's guy. I don't like the tiptoe, and I like I like our front office a lot, probably more so than I have in, in years past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't be alone on that. Uh, we're going to run through the rest of this pretty quickly here. Some other news and notes. We mentioned Danny Jansen was placed on the IL. Uh, Hunjin Ryu is meeting with uh, – he still has forearm tightness. He's meeting with a new doctor. The Blue Jays are, quote, optimistic. There is nothing terribly significant, but they have found some, quote, chronic changes to the elbows, which does not sound great, especially for a left-hander who's battled injuries in the past, that you're dealing with elbow issues. That screams Tommy John to me, so I'm worried about Hunjin Ryu and his future here with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, We'll keep an eye on that. We'll give you updates as we go. Um, Matt Gage, as we said, was called up and actually looked pretty good. We could even give a little mini thumbs up to Matt Gage. He struck out two in his first inning and he got into the game today and he didn't give up another run. Um, so good stuff. It looks like he, as a left key, especially after DFA and Ryan Barucki, might actually stay in this bullpen. So good to see that there from Gage. And uh, the Blue Jays had a rep at Trevor Rosenthal's showcase. You remember Trevor Rosenthal? who's uh, pitched in the big leagues for quite a while. His fastball set 96. His slider was about 83, 84, and his changeup was about 84 through 86. Do you have any interest in Trevor Rosenthal? Do you think the Jays should add this guy into their bullpen? What? The 2022 season, right? Mm-hmm. If I can get Rosenthal in like 2011 to 2013, <laughs> I'm all for it. But, I mean, he's got to be – Close to 40, if not 40 already. I don't know if you got an age on him. I'm just guessing. Listen, he was a great closer for, and as what I, I'm going to say many years, because if you're a closer for five years for a team and your name isn't Montiano Rivera, that's many years for a closer. You know, good for him, but. Let's just deal, let's just deal with young guys who we can get. I, I'm not going to say I prefer a Thomas Hatch. If Rosenthal can get to that point where we're confident in him, then by all means, but I don't buy it right now. I yeah. definitely don't buy it right now. And we'll just cross that bridge when we get there. We don't have to worry about that for now. Uh, Riley, Good. since May 26, I just want to give you the Blue Jays a bunch of hitting set, uh, categories and where they rank in Major League Baseball since May 26. It's an arbitrary date, I know, but it's kind of fun. Because they're good stats, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> damn right. Lay, lay them on me. The Jays' 105 hits is fifth in baseball. They have 71 runs, which is second in baseball. Their 19 home runs is first. They have an 11% walk percentage, which is first. You know what, Riley? Spoiler alert. Everything else I'm about to read, they're the best in baseball. Then, then give me Riley, those numbers. Perfect. 298 batting average, 380 OBP, 548 slugging, 982 OPS, a 400 Woba, and a 164 WRC+. Plus. Jays are best in baseball in all of that. So since May 26, the Blue Jays offense have been the best in baseball. And oh, by the way, we just threw back-to-back shutouts this series. So the pitching is there too. All things go for this Toronto Blue Jays team. And I'm excited to uh, see what we got there. And a, a winner of bragging rights because we don't have anything to offer as we have no sponsorship on this channel. Mm-hmm. But if you could tell us, because I spent a half an hour on baseball reference when the last time, obviously the last time, not this time, where yeah. the Blue Jays had two consecutive shutouts. I would love to hear it. I looked forever and I was thinking, oh, it could be this year. It could be this year. No, nope. couldn't find it anywhere. I'm obviously not a good Google searcher or baseball reference searcher, which is fine. Let my imagination run wild. But if anyone else out there knows, please let us know. Yeah, perfect. So, Riley, you had something for me, I guess, here, eh? Yeah, well, uh, we had Bassie on the show. Bassie's great. Love the guy. You know, Leafs and Lads are on the offseason. You know, like and subscribe, you know, come the next year. Maybe they'll do an entry draft thing. Who knows? No, Jesse, I took something into consideration, man. That was he. He totally was right. You ask all the damn questions around here. I want yeah. to ask you a question. I'm all ears. Let's I, go. I want to be the quiz master. I'm going to give you what I consider to be an easy 
a medium, and a hard question. Mm -hmm. Do you think you can do with that? I'll tell you the answers, and I'll give our folks at home, you know, five seconds to think about their answer. But I do want to on air do this because I want to see your reaction to this, Jesse. Perfect. Let's hammer it through quickly. Let's see what we can do. Okay. How many career losses at the MLB level does Alec Manoa have? Ooh, not a lot. He came up uh, last year. I think he went pretty good. I know he's only got one this year. I'm going to say five. The answer is three. Three losses. He was nine and two last year, man. Mm, You know, now that you say that, that makes sense. He has a career record of 16 and three, which is excellent. You know, after looking that up last year, he had three bad starts last year. One against Miami, one against Washington, and one against the Bats run And he gets the run support, too. So... Alec Manoa, 16 and three lifetime, which is, wow, you talk about a good start to a career. All right, give me another one. Who was the first Blue Jay to hit for the cycle? Bonus points if you could name the year or the team that it was against. Wasn't it Lloyd Mosby? And I want to say 86 against Cleveland, if that's correct. Wow, that's really specific, and I love your effort. Giving the people at home a chance? No. Yeah, it was I, I Kelly like Gruber in 1989 mm. against the Kansas City Royals, which wow. ex- ex- uh, inspired me to do this quiz. Mm. All right. This is the hardest one. If you know this, then you're, you're, a, you're a, a, a Jay's maniac. You really are. I didn't know this until today. If you know it, Jesse, this is my hard question for you. Yep. I'm all ears. Who is the only Jays player to have six hits in a ball game? Bonus points if you guess the year. It was or Frank, the team. It was Frank Catalanato, and it was against the Texas Rangers, and I want to say it was 2009. Wow! Oh, you were so <laughs> right with Frank Catalanato, man. But there's no way Frank Catalanato played in 2009. No, you're right. No, you're man, really Frankie. 2006, Frankie, maybe. Uh, 2004, Frankie. Mm. He probably retired. He. It, I don't even know where he went after Toronto. I just, I just liked him. He was, uh, he was Reed Johnson's predecessor there. Yeah. No, it was May first of two thousand four against the White Sox. So, ah, it wasn't uh, Texas, eh? And six hits in a ball game for Frank Catalano. Just thought I'd throw that stat out there because guys, guys who are forgotten Jays players that were kind of role guys love that. Um, what inspired me to do this was though reading that Kelly Gruber had hit for the cycle against the KC Royals. So I just want to, you know, throw a little bit of shade for that loss today. Riley, I love that. I love that little trivia segment. Um, the Blue Jays now, after their series win against the Kansas City Royals, will move on to the Detroit Tigers, who have the league's worst offense. So we thought it was good the Jays shut out Kansas City twice. They get a worse offensive team here now against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, game one's going to be Elvin Rodriguez, who I can safely say I don't think I've ever heard of, against Jose Barrios. So it'll be good to see how Jose Barrios bounces back, or how he performs, sorry, after his 13 strikeout effort last start. Uh, Bo Brisky against Kevin Gosman in game two. Now we have a lot to watch for Kevin Gosman. Is he hiding that splitter? How's that? pitch mix look and game three will be terry scooble against ross stripling so riley what are you looking forward to in this series well i think before the program we said to each other that this is a series that we can score an awful lot of runs in and we said the same thing about the royal series and honestly 
Detroit's not a strong team. The AL Central is, I've, I think I've said this, like obviously we didn't have a podcast in 2010, but I've always said that the AL Central is one of the weakest divisions in baseball. It just historically has been. I mean, I don't have the stats to back it up, but I feel like watching games, the AL Central is not one of the stronger divisions of all the six in MLB. Um, it's, a, it's another series where, you know, we could possibly have a repeat. I mean, eight to one, you know, six to two, and then lose a game seven to five, something like that, because one of the starter could be bounced because uh, Akil Badu hits, you know, a bases clearing triple in the bottom of the seventh or something like that. Baseball's a funny, funny, funny sport that way, man. And we're at the time of the year where averages start to come and play, where I could literally watch and say, okay, Bobachette's due for a walk. He mm-hmm. walks because yeah. it's things are bound to happen at this point. We're, you know, uh, you know, just past a week in June, and now your numbers are going to get kind of close by. These are what you can look at guys' numbers and kind of tell what they're going to hit for the season, unless there's a big, you know, inflation. Um, but you can, yeah, I'd say kind of two out of three, probably right. Two out of three for the Jays against say, the Tigers. Two out of fr- two out of three, we lose a close one, but we we kill them for two I'm games. I think. All right, well, that'll do it for our episode here today. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Make sure not only do you like and subscribe to us on YouTube, but we are on Spotify now. So make sure you give us a download. Give us a five-star rating on there. Uh, make sure you follow us there. Give us some downloads and stuff. We want to shout out the guy from Brussels, uh, Belgium, who's been following all our show. We see you, man. We've got a route across the globe. So people love Buds and Blue Jays no matter where you are. So we love to see that. And Riley, anything else to add before we get out of here today? Yeah, uh, Toblerone, I think, is uh, Belgium. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> also, 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 thanks a lot, guys. I got to go hit a dinger in, in yep. softball. If I don't, that's okay, because I probably just flew out to the warning track. Excellent. Well, uh, we'll get an update from you next week. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Have a good night. Thanks, guys.